Hey everyone, welcome back to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. It's our favorite time of the week because I have our bunky, our goddess, Mary Payne Gilbert here with me from Pain in the Pod to recap the two-hour Seeking Sister Wife tell-all. Mary Payne has curled up what she got. I dipped <laughs> my hair and my beard in shoe polish. And we're ready. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Oh my God. We had a definite curl up what you got um, Lord. this week. Yeah, we did a full ombre gray to blonde curl up what you got. There's professionals at TLC. I mean, somebody could have said, girl, let's just fix your color. I mean, they did something to Bernie. Why couldn't they fix hers? They did something to Bernie. I mean, they rubbed something all over him. And But you know what? Paige doesn't, she doesn't deserve it. I feel like the TLC makeup crew was like, yeah, we're just going to curl up what you got. Like we saw what happened before because you do not deserve it. I feel like yeah. that whole team was, or the whole stage probably behind the scenes was team Brandy. Yeah, because she looked great. She looked great. And you know who else looked great was Tammy. Uh, yeah. Thank you for saying that. I couldn't take my eyes off her. I'm like, what happened to you? Is this is this what happens before you run away? Like you get I was about the whole to say before, yeah before you leave yeah before you leave like you've seen Escaping Polygamy. I mean, which is a great show. Do you guys listeners out there? Escaping Polygamy is the more serious side of this. It's women trying to get out of these abusive plural marriages, more in like the strict FLDS kind of community, but. Those women always get makeovers, usually right after they leave. Always. They cut their hair. They get the makeup. They You, you see them on the confessional, you know, one month yeah. or two months later, and they look completely like brand new human beings. Yeah, she looked really pretty. I was thinking like, Tammy's gorgeous. And I think it's very telling that no one in that situation has had another baby yet. I think so, too. Yeah. And we need to talk about Kermie because he came in full ancestor look. He also has a brown beard now. He's trying to Ooh. look older, I think, more established Ooh. as a polygamist mm-hmm. husband. He had a lot to say about sex with multiple partners and how there's easier ways of doing it than marrying multiple women. Oh, I rewound that at least six times so I could make sure I wrote down every word he said. Oh, Lord, he is so creepy. He, you know, I could really tell. I mean, we'll go through everything, but I could tell overall that Jeff and Kermie were really feeling themselves. Like you could tell that they were feeling far superior to Dimitri and Bernie, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At that one point, Jeff got all mad and was telling the producers, this man is in crisis. He needs two minutes. <laughs> I was like, he tried to bend somebody over a chair in the backyard. I don't think he's in crisis. <laughs> I think your your definition of crisis and mine might be different. I seriously have multiple screenshots of that scene outside where it was like the Confederacy of Dunces counseling him. <laughs> they were like, "Uh, you got to do this, Bernie. And Bernie's standing on the sidewalk like, yep, yep, you're right. You're right. I'm like, these people are counseling one another. Someone needs to step in. Meanwhile, he had let his uh, shirt escape its confines yeah, that shirt it, again bernie's buttons are the mvp of the entire two-hour <laughs> episode because those buttons are doing the lord's work do you did you see he gets those shirts so tight around him he untucked that shit so fast he would just been waiting for that moment yeah i think that he has a little bit of a joe judice syndrome in his mind where he thinks all of that is buffness <laughs> But it's just pudginess, and he hasn't learned to accept that he's a man of a certain age, and it's turned to pudge, and it's not uh, like Juicy Joe. It's not like muscly. It's turned to pudge. 
(laughs) Dimitri also needs to stop with the vest wearing. He needs to stop with the vest wearing. I mean, well, actually, maybe not, because then you can just tell upon sight. He's a douche. You don't really need to talk to him. That vest, I can't with the vest anymore. So should we just go through what the hell happened? I mean, let's just start at the beginning. Okay, I have my first note. Minute one and Su Chin Pak is killing it. I love her. I love her. Love her. We need her for all reunions, hence to four. Uh, we, we start with introducing the couples and the first thing out of the, out of the gate, she compliments Bernie on his new look. And she says, it's very GQ. And my comment is, come on, Suchin, don't make fun of him right to his face. So rude. He was like, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I know. He's like, well, I just did a little something here and something here. It's like, Bernie, oh my God, you look like you're having a midlife crisis for real. <laughs> not not looks like i mean we've seen his car he is having one he is having one absolutely oh my god i love that she called him out right away she she like sort of broached the topic of the wedding which we all know is a fake wedding with the snowdens and then she turned right to the hair dye and the beard dye so yeah bernie got called out immediately do you did find... you did you did you notice the snowdens uh color coordination oh yes i did yes but that's yeah. vanessa's orange shirt and Ashley has an orange head wrap and Dimitri had the orange pocket square. And all I could think was of the Rajneeshis and wearing the all orange. And Ashley made them do that because she's the cult leader. 100% Mary Payne. I was just going to say, because that's what the Bhagwan would want. Yes. Yes. They wear orange yes. on Thursdays. They are completely <laughs> in a fucking cult. But Vanessa has left the cult. More on that later. Everyone who's seen this, you know what's going on. This is a recap, so we're not spoiling anything. If you haven't watched it yet, you shouldn't be listening to a recap. (laughs) However, much to say on the Vanessa front. We have to go through what was said at the reunion first, though, or the tell-all, as they call it. it. I wonder if there's like a Housewives kind of ban on anyone else calling it a reunion because it seems like TLC always calls it a tell-all. We TV calls it a tell-all. Interesting. Anyway, that's an aside. Okay, so yeah, the bindis are applied though. Vanessa's wearing hers. Ashley's mm-hmm. wearing hers. Dimitri's in his vest. Paige and Bernie, mm-hmm. we already talked about them. The uh, Aldridge's are looking just normal they're wearing basically the same things they look they look lovely i mean jeff sharice is obviously pregnant but they never discuss it they never discuss it you know what i hope she's i hope she's having a healthy pregnancy it sounded like she lost two pregnancies during the course of filming so i hope she's okay she's still completely delusional she is obviously the most delusional one of that threesome I would I would just say that. I mean, I think she's trying to be kind about the Jennifer thing, but she is still she's either I don't know, missing a few brain cells or she's deluding herself completely because it seems like Vanessa and I'm talking about Vanessa and Jeff, they understand the score. They understand the bottom line situation of Jennifer, the nut job. But Sharice is still trying to be like, oh, yeah, well, I understand. Even after they show Jennifer, should we just do we should we get to that that, immediately? That's actually what's next. Yeah, Um, it's crazy. They show that uh, Jennifer had this baby and she says that she can't show the baby or her boyfriend because he's very high up in the hell's angels. Right. Right. Hi, so he's she, a high up hell's angel. And she also just pushed a 10 pound baby out of a two inch hold. Hold. Mm-hmm. Like, like an airplane hold. Right. Um, the producers talked to her and all I could write was the producers talked to her. And so Jennifer is a meth head question mark. Like she's whacked out. <laughs> My note is literally, how much meth does she smoke this hour? 
I mean, it was crazy. She said she just let her sister have all the fun by lying and saying all the stuff about the appendicitis and being dead. And, she, you know, her sister's young and she just thought that would be funny. I mean, real, real, real strange. And then they pipe her in and she again blames her sister when they're talking to her directly. And poor Jeff and Vanessa and Sharice are looking at her like, what have we done? She continues to look whacked out. And at one point she screams at someone off the camera and says, now they think I don't have no baby. <laughs> Sisters are like, well, is the baby there? Can we see? She's like, well, yeah, it's sleeping. Do you want to see my scar? I was like, yes, actually, that would be a good way to prove it. Pull up your shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you, you and I are mind melting because I was like, mm-hmm, yes, I do. I'm watching a TLC shit show. I would like to see your scar. That's if where have, we are as viewers. Yeah, if I have to watch Dr. Pimple Popper, then I could see a scar. Exactly. I mean, not a big deal compared to what they show on that show. If I have to watch Bernie put his ham hocks on someone on their date, <laughs> then I can see your scar. Like I've lived through worse. The sister comes out and she seems totally cute and normal. Right. And she seems like she's there to make her very messed up sister seem more legitimate. I mean, that's her job in this Skype scene. Yeah. And, and Suchin tells uh, Jennifer, you know, well, you could take some responsibility. And she does say she's sorry. And I said, Vanessa is an angel on earth and tells her, you know, we wish you no ill will. We wish the best for you. And I was like, oh, Vanessa, you're so sweet. And Jeff is just the whole time just glaring like, what trash i mean it's just so strange that they thought that she would be a fit i mean it, you couldn't find a more opposite person no but uh, it leads me back to why did this woman do this why did did she really want to be on tv and then explode it all like this is it was it just about fucking with someone i mean what are her motivations what does she get out of it I don't know, because at the same time, she's going off to Niagara Falls to have the, um, you know, picnic on the blanket. She's also possibly pregnant with the high up in the Hells Angels. I mean, that (laughs) makes no sense. Okay, we have to talk about this. Was she pregnant? Did she have a baby? That I really, really am very ambivalent. I really don't know. I'm going to go with no. And I'm going to stand by that until proof is provided, whether it be a scar or a human baby. Because how she was acting on that couch, and she's like, yeah, and then I was pregnant, and then I had a baby. Oh, yeah, the baby's here. Oh, well, I'm actually over uh, at his house right now. I mean, she, there is no baby. There's no yeah, baby. Yeah, they were like, can we see the baby? And she said, I'm not even at home. And then a few seconds later, they were like, so where's the baby? She was like, I mean, here with me, just sleeping. We were like, well, you just said that you were at his, your boyfriend's house and the baby. Okay, never mind. I mean, you know what? These poor producers, too. I was really feeling for them because they were trying to be nice and acting like they were talking to a normal person. But I mean, that's very difficult when you're talking to a person like Jennifer, who's obviously like a complete fucking whack job, high out of her mind, allegedly, and telling you straight up lie after lie. Because they, they even said, well, can we just see a picture of the nursery? And she was like, uh, uh, I mean, she had no answer. She was not a new mom. I mean, Ashley, as crazy as she is and as just as much as I despise her, she even said that's not really like new mom behavior. She wasn't talking about, you know, anything that resembled normal when it comes to just having a baby. She wasn't even emotional until she got called out directly at the end of the second Skype conversation, the one that was like supposed to be real time during the tell all when she was when she was just embarrassed about everything. 
Yeah, that she went crazy. Now this ain't I ain't got no baby. And then her her sweet sister who with her Heidi braids comes in and she's like, everything's fine here. We're all fine here. Us and the um, invisible baby, we're all fine. Right, and there's a fifty one fifty hold on my sister. Uh, it yeah, mean, we, we gotta go. We have to go back to the hospital now. Goodbye. I'm always yep. impressed. Of, of the people who show their fucking faces on these shows, like at the last hour. I'm like, really? Like, you've seen what's gone down, sister Jen, and you're still going to show your face? Good for you. Good for well, you. She, well, she kept saying, my sister's so young, and she, I thought it would be fun to let her say I'm dead or whatever. The sister clearly was like in her 20s. The sister wasn't like 14. Yeah, and the sister you know? was lucid. Yeah, the sister was completely fine. She was like, uh, okay, I'll talk. Okay, give me a headphone. Oh, no. Yeah. I love Paige's response to all of this. She was so, wanted to act so sincere. And you know when Paige goes into the soft, uh, empathetic voice, it's the scariest fucking Scary. thing ever. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I just feel, I just feel terrible. My heart is breaking for y'all. And I was like, oh, that was the scariest moment of Paige ever. When Paige gets angry, she's less scary than when she's trying to be nice. I agree. She's got that, she's got that constant side eye going right and left. Oh my God. (laughs) She is so scary. Did you see when everyone was watching her and Bernie, when, when Bernie and Paige were on stage and everyone else was backstage and the whole Jennifer thing, which we're not gonna get to, we'll get to later. But how they were like covering their own faces. They couldn't even handle looking at what was going on because Paige was getting super scary in those moments. Yeah, they were all clutching each other like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. She oh, he's lying. Oh, no. I know. Oh. I feel like when this bunch of nimnut cult motherfuckers <laughs> is judging you, you really have to reassess your life. Nimnut cult motherfuckers. <laughs> That's <laughs> put that on a shirt. I, that sh- that really should be the the show's title. See, or, <laughs> although seeking sister side chick is really the title it should have. Okay, yeah. so what? So let's get into we we okay, go so, the whole Jennifer thing. Get into okay. So next next next. Well, next they talk to the Kermy family. Oh yeah, yeah. The so. Winders. We find out it is the Winders. I love how you and I just haven't cared at all to pronounce it correctly <laughs> the entire time we're recapping this. Now we know it's the Winders. Okay, I say Winder Winder. I mean whatever. So we. Get to talk to the Kermy family, and they are what they say independent Mormon fundamentalist. So Kermy and Tammy talk about how they believe every person, every person should live their life how they want, all lifestyles, and they're not here to judge, and they don't want other people to judge them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, that's very kumbaya, but I wonder how they feel about gay people. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? Every lifestyle? every Mm -hmm. lifestyle so if your daughter grows up and she is transgender and she feels like she needs to go through that transition are you going to support that they don't support every lifestyle they are a bunch of bullshit i mean they're holding bible studies in their home like that's their idea of excitement they're going to the farmer's market (laughs) you know that's really them taking a huge risk in life yeah Rolling yeah. the dice, going to the cheese stand. <laughs> so that there's there's not much there because the next we no. go to the McGee, we next we go to the McGee family, and Paige again is saying she does really want a best friend slash sister wife, and he again says it was all her idea, and he said you know he really always liked David in the Bible because he was cool, he had thirty six wives, and uh, they believed the Bible cover to cover. And some people say they're Hebrew and some say Messianic. I'm like, wait, you guys, we're Baptist. Now you're saying you're Hebrew, but you believe the Bible cover to cover, but 
there's no New Testament if you're Hebrew. I was real confused. They really could hook up with the Snowdens, who also believe in multiple, <laughs> multiple belief systems and adopt them all as their own. Yeah. So that's who we're going to next because we're rolling through them quick before we go deep. And so next, next we see the Snowdens, Ashe, and um, all the women, Tammy and Sophie. And Paige was horrified, but the rest of the women all say they would be very interested in steaming their yonis. As would we, Mary Payne. I mean, <laughs> who's not? They are all interested, even the Aldridges. They wanted to steam their yonis. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking they have that kitchen that, again, is the less the size of a New York apartment for t- 10, 10, maybe close to 11 people now. And I'm thinking they're going to get like their big buckets that they make potatoes in. And they're going to steam them up and have Vanessa and Sharice sit on those. Exactly. They don't have even the running water in some areas of their home, the Aldridge's. And they have the one bathroom. They have the composting toilet. I mean, I feel like you're getting a Yoni steam every time you're sitting over a compost toilet. Oh, my God. That just gave me like a... (laughs) Oh, that that just... That gave me one of those Vicky Gumbles and... <laughs> you're, just, you're just getting it naturally from the family contributions. Oh, mm. okay. All right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna throw up. All right. But, and I, I said both of the wives look very pretty, despite their culturally inappropriate bendies. Oh my God! Seriously, they do look gorgeous. I have to say. I mean, they're so they're so, they're they're really beautiful. But I cannot stand I cannot stand Ashley and Dimitri. I mean, these two complete posers and then Vanessa buying into it it's her fault she bought into it or maybe she bought into it to be on TV as Mama Donna alluded to well Mama Donna is next so okay. yeah let's talk the, about they, this they, Mama Donna comes out she's on a couch by herself and they show the green room and everyone in the green room loves Mama Donna and I said I wonder if Mama Donna realizes her daughter is the head of the cult Kermi thinks it's great for them. And Bernie makes a stupid dad joke about uh, Colton said the downside of polygamy is two mother-in-laws. Colton does not get the joke because he does not understand that. And he doesn't get the joke. The girls do. And they, he, and he says, Oh, actually my mother-in-laws are really good. And to that, I say, we demand to see Mama Noti. Mama Noti. Thank you. I, we had a little bird tell us that Mama No Teeth was going to be on this tell-all. And I didn't see no Mama No Teeth on this tell-all. I feel robbed. I wonder if she went, but they had to cut her segment out because the Brandy segment was so exciting. Damn. Mama No Teeth deserves better. Well, I think she just, she got a trip to New York City and that's all she needed. Uh, well, seriously, Kermie has the, uh, the best mother-in-law, period, hands down. But Mama Donna rates up there, too, because she's telling it like it is. She did create Ashley, so we have to question what exactly happened there. But I love her body language, first of all. Let's talk about how she was sitting on this couch. I mean, she was fully turned away from the host, <laughs> from her own fucking family. She was like, mm-hmm, like looking, <laughs> looking over her shoulder at the camera crew or something or at the person who would fetch her water. She could not have been more 
disinterested in having a conversation. I'm wondering if she's like Mariah Carey and that was her good side. Oh my God. You know, it was she would amazing. only be shot, only be shot from the left side. I, I would love to just go on a reunion like that and just sit like that, just full shoulders away, full, like almost like your legs up on the back of the couch. Like, fuck this. She was amazing. And she actually called Vanessa out at the end of it saying, you know, she did have concerns because Vanessa wanted to be on TV. And we've talked about this before. She had ambitions of acting. I read something on Soap Dirt. If you guys go out and look on Soap Dirt, the uh, Snowden family, you can find this article from March 13th, I think it was, where it just talked about Vanessa's IMDb page, which is like the saddest shit you've ever read in your life. It's a bunch of unpaid extra roles, but she was hustling. She was trying to make it. And so... Then why was she living in Seattle? Well, I mean, she was going on things that were being filmed in Seattle, like Grimm and, you know, like she could scoot up to Canada to do extra roles there. So she was yeah. like sort of in that space where you can you can be on these projects, not really like in the L.A. scene, but you could be on these projects that are a little more low budget, no budget and start building a resume. But I mean, she's not she's not. She's, she wasn't really out there. However, it's, it sounds like she did have ambitions of doing this. So what do you think? I mean, do you think there's truth to that? I, I, yeah, I think the truth lies in the middle. Because, um, you know, we see the sisters. We, we get Adrian from Australia and Jennifer, the older sister that we never knew that we needed or loved so much. Um, she, she is our bunkie. She's our bunkie. She, she totally is. And yeah, I think that at the end, after Mama Donna says the thing about, you know, I'm just trying to protect them and make sure Vanessa's not coming in just to be on TV. Um, Suchin asked Mama Donna and the sisters now, have they changed their minds and they would like to be in polygamy? And they're all like, <laughs> Mama Donna's like, I don't share. And Jennifer's like, I'm too much woman for even one man. Ha ha ha. Of course, I wish they would have gotten Sister Amy on there because she would have been like, yeah. yeah she was when, totally into it. <laughs> when Vanessa drops out, bring me in. She was like, I um, heard the Sea Org has great outfits. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle with that. I do think that she was an aspiring actress, but she has said before, like, if I'm such an aspiring actress, why do I live in Seattle? You know, another thing I noticed when they showed the clip of Jocelyn, the girl that he accidentally slept with, she also was from Seattle. Hmm. What? That's where they're, that's the pool they're pulling from, the Seattle pool. Oh my God, Seattle, beware, beware. <laughs> You've got a bunch of um, cult members in your midst. Seriously. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of close to where the Rajneesh were. They were up in that area. They were in Oregon. Or, I don't know. Anyway. I have a sidebar. We have near our house, when I take my daughter to school in the mornings, a meditation center. It's like, you know, Northern Virginia Meditation Center. It's this beautiful house up on a hill. And it was just kind of in a residential area. It's not anything strange that I thought. And I pass it every day. And one day, about a month ago, we saw a person walking up to it. You have to kind of go up this hill, but you have to like cross over like a main road and go up this hill. Head to toe, orange robes. This person looked exactly like the Rajneesh. And I said, oh my gosh, it's a Rajneesh. And my daughter was like, that is not a Rajneesh. And I don't even think that's how you say it. And I'm like, I don't know. That's how I'm saying it. So from there on, every time we drove by, I am my eyes are peeled and I've seen this same person a few times, same outfit. I think he's coming from the townhouses that are like across the street. And I think he's the head of the meditation center. And now I'm dying to go to the meditation center. Oh my God, you have to go. Here's what you need to do. You need to take a piece of rolled up red carpet, throw it down and start dust busting it. <laughs> That's what you do for these people. They love that shit. 
Oh, that's funny. And you uh, could walk around with like a little wooden box and be like, free Yoni steaming and see how many people understand what you're talking about. You need to, if, this is hashtag journalism at its finest. What if like the doors open and everybody runs out in their red and orange robes when I mentioned the Yoni steaming and it's just like a, like a, like a um, crowd surge. <laughs> Okay, that's a total aside. I've just been meaning to tell you that because I whenever it. I pass and every so often I get the glimpse of the robes and I get really excited. Well, you go get an orange robe and get in there. We need some inside information. I'm going to I'm going to look it up on the um, on the interwebs after this and see what I can find out. That's good. So back to the cult on TV, on the tell all on TLC. Yeah, so, so now we just have now we go to just the men. On the yes, couch. yes. And they look very comfortable. I mean, have you ever seen more four more awkward individuals? That oh god! I was like, I, this is the this is the lowest bar of any reality show. Even the ninety day dudes are, are better than this. Yeah, I mean, so they they're discussing the issue with Jocelyn, and Dimitri says the issue was not so much that he crossed the line or broke the rule, but it's because he didn't he shouldn't have had that date. He shouldn't have had communication without Ashley there. So basically if Ashley was there and then gave her head nod and said, now it's time, then it would have been okay. But because Ashley didn't give the go ahead, he shouldn't have jumped the gun and jumped in that car and ran away from producers and accidentally had sex with Jocelyn. Accidentally boned her. Yeah. Dimitri is the worst kind of guy. He really is because he's out there talking about like he needs a woman to stop him from his base impulses. And he wouldn't have done it if he hadn't been seduced or he hadn't been, you know, so weak in his spirit. He's trying to blame it on all these philosophical and spiritual reasons. It's like, shut up. You just wanted to stick your member in that chick. (laughs) And you did it. I mean, he can't even admit it. And then he's counseling Bernie outside. I mean, Dimitri, seriously, when he speaks, I want to take off my shoe and I want to beat him with it. Yeah, I mean, he basically saying he can't control himself. Exactly. And he can't, he, if Ashley's not there to tell him what to do, you know. Right. And Suchin says, okay, so then they start to say, yes, that anything, Kermie says, anything that he sends to any of these women that the wives can see, it's all in a group thing. They all have the same login. And, you know, there. so then Suchin says, do any of you judge these guys? Do you think they're giving polygamy a bad name? And Jeff's like, yes. Jeff's like, sure, sure we do. And I'm like, like, don't you have like eight children out there somewhere and a wife who ran away from you under the cover of darkness? Yeah, he's got the other eight and he's got the current seven with it appears another one on the way, which which would put uh, Charisse's baby count up to five. Not including the miscarriage. Well, that's why she was really interested in the Yoni steam. And I mean, she was a heart. She was very interested. Yeah, she's like, what? I could have, that, that would have been, because you know they're having those babies at home in the bathtub. Oh my God, Mary Payne, I can't even deal. Like, her yoni is destroyed. Um, oh. Okay, so Kermie, in a rare show of being a human, not a robot, says, and I'm not going to be able to do the accent like you can, but he says, if a man is doing this just for sex, then he's doomed because there are easier ways to get those needs met in the world. I love both of my wives, and it's very much marriage. Sex is very important and enjoyable part of it, but a small part of it. And any man who goes into plural marriage for just having sex with more than one woman is just off his rocker. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? I can't even deal with this Kermie dude talk waxing poetic about the deep-rooted reasons for polygamy. I mean, mm-hmm. he is sitting there, and also him talking about sex in any capacity is 
beyond dry heave. I'd rather hear Dimitri talk about his physical needs, you know, even though I want to beat him up when he talks. Kermy actually just like gives me head to toe hives. Yeah, for him to say there are easier ways to uh-huh. get those needs met, I'm like, when have you ever even been off the farm other than to come to the studio? And to say that sex is very important, but but it's enjoyable. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he goes it's not part of our every or it's part of our everyday lives but it's a small part of our everyday lives uh and then, and then he uses the uh the hip and cool phrase that all the kids say you're off your rocker yeah you're off your rocker <laughs> you silly goose Are you crazy um so we move on from that and now we have all the women on the couch mm-hmm. and we talk about jealousy and Ashley says she does get jealous. And then she gives an example of one day Vanessa had a whole day off of filming. Right. Okay. I don't think she understands the point of what we're supposed to be jealous about. I wrote, I wrote shut up, Ashley. So Suchin asks if Tammy or Sophie are jealous of each other and they say not really. And they understand. And then Suchin again, doing the Lord's work. She just reads off a ton of skating social media posts about Paige. I love that. <laughs> but I also love how we do hear about the epic scandal of the colored shirts. Yes. With you know, when it comes to the Winders. I mean, they have that's really high, high drama for television, hearing about the colored shirts and whose house they're at and how Kermie has to drive from one house to another to get them. I was like, are we really taking time out of all of the shit show going on here to talk about these damn colored shirts? I mean, they really, truly have nothing going on. Yeah. Sophie says she's jealous about the shirts and they all agree it's actually the small things that bother them and not the, hey, you're having sex with my husband part. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we go to Paige and the scathing social media post of like, Paige is a bitch from hell, etc. Yeah. And Paige is like, I don't really, I, I'm not a real jealous person. Like they, they show me on TV and everyone's like looking at her like, mm-hmm. So Ashley doing her best nook nook says, Paige, where does your jealousy come from? It has to be from something else. So then they switch to the men in the green room and Dimitri and Jeff and Kermy are all saying they have a three-way text at all times. So there's no way for anybody to be jealous. That Bernie thing about the woman wanting to pleasure him would have never happened because they're all in the three-way text. They're all open. And Paige says, well, I mean, I snooped on his phone and I saw the text and I've learned my lesson. I won't do that anymore. I was like, I think you learned your lesson that you need to be doing it more often. Exactly. Like, that's not the lesson you were supposed to learn from that page. And Bernie's in the in the green room with his hair dyed, like just melting down his face, sweating, sweating, sweating. Because anytime he is not next to Paige, Paige is left unbridled, uncontrolled. And the other women are around her. I mean, shit's going to go down. She's going to start saying stuff that he doesn't want her to say. Just like she busted out with the blowjob statement on camera and he looked like he was going to throw up. Yeah, he was like, don't say it. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't, do, don't it. do it. Don't do My it. My husband's talking about getting blowjobs from other women. Yeah, but again, they blame it on the woman who was texting him. They're they're like, well, she brought it up first. And then and Bertie's like, I just shouldn't have entertained it. I shouldn't have responded. It's like, you fucking pig. You know that you are. <laughs> I can't even... What the hell? Like, we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, Bernie, just like Dimitri. They're all being just tempted by these seductresses and they just have no defenses and their wives need to really put them in check. They need to all be put in a in like a solitary tank for a while and just taught 
what being a man is all about because they are just saying the shit and it's driving me absolutely insane in 2019 for these men to be speaking this way. It bothers okay. me. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I could tell you're you're I, very passionate. Okay, I'm very passionate. I'm going to come on down. I'm going to think about the Yoni <laughs> steaming. Put on your third eye. Ashe, uh, Ashe. It's on. Nook, 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 nook. Okay, so Paige and Bernie, let's go deeper into this. So Paige is out there with the women. She's talking about she's not really jealous, and Ashley's trying to dig into all of the reasons underneath that are making her jealous, and they're talking about the phone, blah, blah, blah. Paige is a jealous bitch. I mean, we know that. Hey, guess what? I would be too. I would never do this shit. I would never put my husband out there on dating sites, you know, and be like, oh yeah, go ahead, honey, go play mini golf. I'd be like, I'm going to beat you over the head with that golf club if you do anything like that. So why is she, why does she keep maintaining that this is her idea and she really wants this? Does Does she really just have no friends and this is the only way she can imagine having a friend? Yeah, I think she's alienated her whole family, so she has no one. They've been alienated both her and Bernie's family, allegedly, from what I've heard. Right. And I think that she's got uh, nobody else other than those kids. And you, the thing is, is it was such an obvious setup because Su Chin was asking, like, did you keep it? No intimacy off camera. And Paige is like, you told me you did, so you better not. He says. Oh, yeah, this is when Paige and Bernie are now together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, he's, and Bernie says, oh, I don't kiss and tell. And he is in a full dripping sweat. <laughs> full. <laughs> there are streaks of brown running down his temples. He is completely yes. fucked. So, I mean, when she, when Su Chen asked that, of course it's a setup because it's like, and as a surprise guest, here comes Brandy <laughs> and all the people in the green room are clutching each other. You they're, got they're Kirk, clutching Kirby's, their head wraps. <laughs> Kermie has just reached over and, you know, clutching Vanessa, people they don't even know. They're like, what? They're all screaming. <laughs> And to Petrie, though, because he knows he's a piece of shit, too. He's like, oh, Bernie needs to run. Bernie needs an eject button. (laughs) Bernie needs a parachute. (laughs) And Brandy looks great. And I write, Paige is about to go full page. Full on page. You can see her eyes glaze over. You can see it happening. She is so ready. She is furious. And so Paige says the main reason she's so upset because, you know, Brandy left that day and she has spoken to Bernie and the children, but not to her. Right. I want to I want to say, did she also speak to the dogs? Because you mentioned them last time, too. Right. What about the dog um, bowls? What about the dog bowls? So Bernie feels, you know, he's in the middle and he says, you know, there's just no reason for tension. And Paige says, uh, there's a lot of reason for tension. And. Paige kept saying she's not looking at Brandy at all. She's side to side, shift, shift. And she says, I don't even know why she's here. And Bernie says, look, we're going to act like adults. And there's no reason for you to act like that. And you just need to forgive, grow up and move on. Paige gets all mad about Brandy not speaking to her. And she says, look at your attitude. And Brandy's like, what? (laughs) I mean, what? Okay. So they're showing the clips and then they have Bernie and Paige in the corner. And Bernie is pissed. He's pissed at Paige. And every time, you know, she looks over at him, he's going, you calm down. You calm down. She has said nothing, but he could feel the heat coming off of her. He can feel the steam coming off of her like it's a vag box getting yeah. warmed up in the Snowden's house. And, and his, do you see his shirt? He was like breathing so hard. Those buttons looked like they were going to go ping, 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 ping,
cartoon yeah. pop off. He is completely raw red tomato face. I love this moment. I love that even just just Brandy's mere presence there just threw him into a complete tailspin because he knew that all, everything was going to come out and he knew his wife was maybe going to murder him in public. Yeah, I mean, Brandy, when Brandy is talking and they're got to, you know, her in the corner or whatever, when Brandy is talking, Paige is literally slightly rocking back and forth. <laughs> I don't know if she's like preparing for jumping up off the couch or if she's trying to like do like a calming thing like Rain Man. I, I don't know, but it's a it was really it was really bad. And then Brandy says, look, Paige asked me specifically to court her husband. So Suchin asked, what's the difference between courting and dating? Um, and uh, she says, Brandy says that the difference is that courting is going to lead to marriage. Like dating is just dating. But if you're saying you're courting, I'm like, what is this 1902? She says, I'm going to court. And that means it's going to lead to marriage. And Bernie asked her multiple times to move in. And so did Paige. They met her in person twice. Right. And they asked her multiple times to move in. I mean, Bernie is so horny. He can't even he can't even handle himself. He could barely drive to that mini golf without jumping her bones. And then we learn he bent her over in the backyard. He, Of course, he asked her to move in. Yes, of course. So Paige, whatever Paige starts to talk at all, the minute she says anything, he's like, stop. Stop talking. Stop. <laughs> he looks like he really needs a taser. I mean, just like, the two of them are so riled up about such different things and so mad at each other. And she looks like she's going to fucking murder him. I mean, she literally looks like this is it for you. Yeah, I got a, this, I got a knife right here. Bernie's and, not long for this world. And you can tell backstage again, Dimitri is the one who sees this. He's like, is somebody going to go in there? Or they're like having a leave no man behind moment. The dude. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they feel like Bernie's actually physical danger, which nobody cares if he is. On, well, from, from our perspective, but he really looked like he was about to get at least hit. I was concerned about his I was, his blood pressure because he was sweating and so red. And so Brandy says, Suchin asked her and Brandy says, you know, yes, we were on a date and I did feel the chemistry and I did want to kiss him. Oh. And then she and then she looks at the camera and like over at the producer with a smirk and says, well, I mean, it did happen, but not on camera. I was like, yes, Brandy. Oh, did you see Paige? I think she in that moment, something happened in her body. Mm -hmm. She looked like mm -hmm. she left her body and came back to it. But for a moment, everything was just frozen in time because they panned over to her after that little smirk and that confession. And she was like, y'all are both liars. And I was like, oh, shit. When Paige says what happened and Brandy goes a lot of things, everybody in the green room once again jumped out of their seats, slapped each other, clutched each other, screamed, <laughs> oh, shit. Bernie says he wanted to show her the neighbor's backyard. And Paige was like, the neighbor's backyard. And she said, Brandy said, there were hands going places and I ended up with a hickey. Right. Pa Paige was like, you kissed her that first weekend? And he says, oh, no, no, she's overplaying it. And Paige is like, that's when Paige is like, y'all are both liars. And Brandy. <laughs> And Brandy says, I kept saying your name. I kept saying Paige's name. And that's how it stopped. Brandy and Bernie's like, that's just not true. That's just not true. He keeps and Brandy, saying, that's not how it happened. You're, you're painting a picture. You're painting a picture. And Brandy says, uh, you tried to bend me over a chair. What? Where did the Paige chair come says, from? I was like, there's a, I mean, is it like an Adirondack chair? And Paige says, somebody, <laughs> somebody better get me a cigarette and a drink soon. <laughs> 
That to me, when she says somebody better get me a cigarette and a drink soon, I thought, here we go, Paige. And here we go. I've already had that T-shirt printed up for you, Mary Payne. So don't worry about ordering one yourself. I need a cigarette and a drink soon. Oh, my God. And then um, Brandy walks off and then Paige walks off and then they have like a little standoff by the cameras where Paige says Brandy's a liar. And anybody that would kiss somebody else's husband is a whore. I get a question, though. (laughs) Who's that poor little little wisp of a thing back there in the producers kind of area who just has the cigarettes on her? Because Paige is like, I need cigarettes. Do you have cigarettes? And the girl's like, yes, I do. Yes, it was like Mariah Carey, like, bring me my Louboutins. You know, Paige's like, get my cigarettes. And the little person, like, runs out with her fanny pack and whips out some cigarettes. (laughs) Where'd the can of Pabst come from, or old style, or whatever the fuck she had in her hand? I couldn't tell if that was a Diet Coke or if it was like a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think it was, I thought it was a beer, for sure. I was like, she is out there drinking a beer. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You guys listening, tell me. Zoom in. I did not zoom in. Although I did take screenshots of her out there with the can and the cigarette with the crazy polygamous sister wives standing around her on a curb because I was like, this is a poster that I need blown up and framed. But don't you think it's so interesting that Ashley being the cult leader and the person who knows everything about anything, just go to her Instagram. I'm telling you, there are buttons you can press for any kind of advice you want. She has saved it into a story. So she goes out with Ashley because Ashley can solve everything. And another very strange thing, Sophie goes out there. I know. Now, what does Sophie know about this? Sophie doesn't know shit, but you know what? She comes from a place of mom and no teeth wisdom, where your husband can find you in a gas station, anything can happen in life. <laughs> you can lose all your teeth in a trampoline accident. So she's she's learned some things from growing up in her household, I feel like. And so this doesn't really shock her maybe as much as it does someone like Vanessa, the first wife, who, no, not Vanessa, everyone's named Vanessa. Who's the first wife in Kermit's family? Tammy. Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Tammy. She seems a little more sheltered. You know, her fun time is reading silently with her boyfriend. Slash but I, think, I think Sophie also is so happy to be in a big city and there's she some is. action. And she's like, oh, let me get in on this drama. She's just like, this is the most exciting thing that's happened to me in at least six years. She is. She's um, like, there's cigarettes. <laughs> she's like, these people have alcohol. I know. Um, so Bernie is talking to Brandy and he's saying, you are not a victim. This is not how it happened. And she says, I'm not doing it to hurt her. And he says, you're trying to hurt somebody. And Brandy says, well, you said we had never kissed and we had. Do you want me to lie to her? Do you want me to walk on eggshells for Paige like you've asked me to do numerous times? Okay, so then we have Sophie and now Sharice also thrilled to get some drama in her life, get off the farm. She, they come out to help. Bernie is now ripping off his mic and his buttons are doing the Lord's work. All the dudes are trying to soothe Bernie. So every single person from the show is now outside. Yeah, exactly. Every single person. So Dimitri, who can also solve all the problems like Ashley, he's trying to counsel him. And Jeff tells Bernie he needs to just come completely clean and say what he did. And Kermie says from, I don't know where he came from. He pops up like a, like Kermit and goes, Paige is the most important thing here. And you know, nobody thinks that. And, Jeff tells the producer, listen, this man is in crisis. You need to give him five to 10 minutes. And the producer says, you need to bring it all back to the couch. And Jeff gets pretty angry. He gets a little scary. He actually scared me in that moment. I thought, is this really his personality? 
was wondering that too, because all of a sudden he's like, you can't give this man, he's having a real crisis. I was like, again, not a real crisis. No, um, not a real crisis at all. And also, like, I was thinking those Bethany Frankel shirts would be perfect for this moment for like Bernie to be wearing with <laughs> hashtag this is a crisis. I'm not sure. He, well, he would definitely get a double X, but he would need a triple X. Um, so Brandy says, you know, they show her and she's like, I'm really glad this is the end of the road with the McGee's. And the producer is sitting down as the page has returned. She had her quick smoke and perhaps blue ribbon, ribbon allegedly. And there, and the producer, the little wisp of the thing that carries around the emergency cigarettes is you know, stroking her hand. Like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? You okay? Are you okay? Like, are you going to get up and kill somebody? Exactly. Like, like, how okay? Did that cigarette help you? So we come back from the break, and um, Paige said she wanted to leave, but the other women, you know, were her sisters, and they helped her out. Ashley gives Paige her best ashe face, and then she spouts off advice to Paige about how she needs to do shadow work on herself. I almost puked at that moment. Shadow work. And then Bernie says he was blindsided. But the guys really helped him out. Again, Bernie acts like something terrible has just happened to him. And to him. Just get, he just said of getting busted. Right. And, and Bernie's and Dimit- the real victim here. Yeah. And Dimitri says, again, Ashe, you have to fix it. And you can't just jump off the train. And Vanessa right. says. And then he describes the show we're watching when he says, you got to ride that train all the way till it's on fire. It's wrecked and it's going off a cliff. And I was like, thank you for describing Seeking Sister Wife. <laughs> In one sentence. Yeah. He's like, you can't just jump off. You have to wait till you are literally on fire and then you can jump off. He's like, you're describing um, my entire year round TLC viewing experience. I mean, Vanessa's like, you first have to have the strong relationship with your husbands to bring in the second wife to make these relationships strong. And Vanessa, again, she's just an angel on earth. Aldridge, not uh, Aldridge. Yes. Not, not Snowden. And Bernie says, you know. Paige has been right about a lot of things and I should have listened to her and I should have been 100% up front. And he's saying this to the back of her head. So Paige gets up to the back of her um, sad ombre. So Paige gets up and walks to him and tells him that she loves him and she's so sorry about her reactions. And they give each other a super sweaty, disgusting hug. Cherie says, I'm going to cry. I'm like, okay, she's pregnant because this is not sad. She's got the hormones. And Ashley puts her hands in prayer hands like she's in the middle of a yoga practice. Namaste, nook, nook. Ashe. So (laughs) Paige and Bernie say they're going to continue to search because it's working out great. And it's uh, working out great. We just watched it. It's a fantastic experience for everyone. Bernie, Bernie obviously knows how to be truly honest. And Dimitri says, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just bliss. And Bernie tells Dimitri to write a philosophical book. And I write, do not encourage him. No, do not encourage him. And also, can we just cut to Bernie and Paige's mugshots? <laughs> I mean, weren't they just in jail? Like, these two are so psychotic. The thing is, is that all of a sudden it turned from Paige being legitimately mad about something that she should have been legitimately mad about to all of a sudden, like, I love you and I'm sorry for my reactions. Yeah, and because she was buoyed up, her spirits were lifted by the support of the sister wives. And she was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want. She wants a sister wife like Ashley. She's like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And it like the birds came out. They were chirping again. All was right with the world because of that sister wife experience out with the beer and the cig on the curb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the end of the show. That's other than... (gasps) 
Let me tell you what. My DVR always cuts this off. And I've told you before, like, I've been cut off 10 minutes. I've had to go back and watch, like, the end of Love After Lockup on my computer. So I thought ahead and extended my DVR 10 minutes because I was like, what if they drop something at the end and I miss it? Well, I was watching it live, but it was literally like everybody's hugging. And I was watching all the people hugging, thinking what strangeness, like, Kermy is hugging uh, Ashley with her head wrap. And I just thought like, what a weird group of people that are all, you know, hugging and saying Ashe and Nook Nook. Then they put on the screen since the filming of the reunion, Vanessa has left the Snowden family. Yep. And that's all they said on a black placard. That was it. That's all we got until Vanessa's statement on Instagram. Should I read it? Was it? Like, it was like the end of The Sopranos when it just went black. No shit. Everybody was like screaming on the message boards like, what the hell? This isn't a tell all. They told nothing. They waited but, until the end and then they just the put sp- that thing up. Well, immediately I went to Ashley's um, Instagram and then I went to their Snowden family Instagram, which is just more uh, promo for Ashley. And at the same time, they dropped their 17 page statement. It was a full almost 10 minutes later when Vanessa put her statement out. Really? So they, yeah. They were like waiting with their finger on the button to, to release it. They released it right away. The Snowdens did. And then Vanessa was like, and here's why I know, because I'm so desperate to go to sleep because normally I go to bed at 10. And this was 11 my time and I was panicked. So I went upstairs and the whole time I'm upstairs, like trying to brush my teeth and tiptoe around my house because everyone's asleep. I was like refreshing my Instagram and it was like it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, you guys listening, Mary, here's Mary Payne on Sunday night texting me because it's like whatever, 10 or 11. By the time I watched this, you were up late on Sunday night. She's like, do not go on any social media. Do not read anything on Facebook. You just have to watch this because I was watching it on delay. You're like, you have to watch this to the end. Make sure you have five minutes afterwards. I'm like, okay. Hey, I'm like, you know what? It's Game of Thrones night. I'm not allowed on any social media anyway. So it's it's all good. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, snap. OK, this is what she's talking about. And then, of course, I went everywhere all over social media and everyone's talking about it afterwards. But we got to We got to read Vanessa Cobb's statement here. So here's okay. what she posted on Instagram after the Snowden's lengthy description of what they say happened. But, you know, that's basically the uh, sanctioned cult statement. I don't know if Vanessa's is too, but this is according to her. She says, after some deep soul searching, I've decided to part ways with the Snowdens. I love Ashley, Dimitri, and the children so much and will continue to do so always. However, my love and commitment to them (laughs) and nannying overshadowed my love and commitment to myself. I was not being truly honest with myself until recently. I was ignoring my inner guidance, which I originally read as goddess. No shit, I did. (laughs) I was ignoring my inner guidance, which was telling me that I do not belong with them in the capacity that they need me to. Again, as a nanny, I now know that just because you love someone or a family does not necessarily mean that you are meant to be with them. Sometimes their long established dynamic is not aligned with your own personal growth and path forward. Thank you to all who have supported me on this journey. Our love and life together was very real. I still believe that polygamy can be and is a beautiful thing. Love who you want to love. Wait, love who you want to and love out loud and proud. This is like word art from TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. I wish Dimitri... I'm sorry. I wish Ashley, Dimitri, and the children nothing but love and happiness, and I know they wish me the same. Now, question. Do you think Vanessa drove straight to an In-N-Out burger as soon as she left the Snowden household? Yeah, I think she got a double with bacon and um, probably got some, like, uh, you know, French fries dipped in bacon fat 
and probably had all the cheeses, all the eggs, all no the salmon, eggs. no right. salmon, no avocado. Um, yeah, I, there's two parts of that that you highlighted that are telling. And the one is the, in the capacity that they wanted me to. Mm-hmm. And that may, I still think like the other person that came out, I still think it means they wanted a three-way. I do too. I do too. 100%. So they wanted to use her so that, so that Ashley could start her dance studio from her home or whatever she's trying to do. So they could run their empire and they, they are running a pyramid scheme. And Vanessa was at the bottom of that. And it just got to be too much work. And I believe also that Ashley did want a relationship with her because that's what the previous sister girlfriend told us. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what everyone's into, but sure. that's not, they're, they're getting these women under false pretenses if they're not presenting that as the relationship dynamic they want right away. Yeah. And, um, there was, there was another part in the middle that she's, oh, she wasn't being true to her inner goddess guidance she wasn't being true to herself right so let's break that down that means she she 100% was doing everything for them and nothing for herself absolutely like she's she's just in an abusive relationship where the part you know the person she is take 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 and she's not getting anything in return I mean just her having to wear that fucking wedding dress that tinkerbell thing was enough <laughs> I mean, the fact that she had to parade <laughs> around on national TV in that, the resentment over that probably built up over time. And she was like, yeah, my inner guidance told me not to put that shit on. And I was in front of the nation in that. Well, you know, another thing, and I'm just, I want to look because when I went to look on her, okay, it's, it has changed. Okay. So when I went to look on her um, Insta at the end of the show, like quickly to see what she had said, she had all she has all sorts of postings from that day. Okay, hold on, let me look at Vanessa. Okay. They really kept so, it a secret. They did it, you know what? They could teach the 90-day fiance folks how to keep shit a secret, though. I will commend them on that. They didn't spill any clues that they were broken up. They didn't they really didn't talk about anything. So it did come as a shock at the end of the tell-all. And I like that for TV's sake. Yeah, I mean, April 4th, okay. April 4th, Vanessa has put on her Instagram page. April 4th was not that long ago. And it's a picture of the two of them doing um, face masks and like talking about the alkaline diet on April 4th. So, I mean, she just left. What the hell? So they, so this must've just happened April 4th. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. So maybe they didn't have to keep it a secret because they were still together until then. Yeah. I mean, Vanessa posted 11 hours ago, um, mm-hmm. a pic, a picture of the ocean. We're recording this Monday. So that's what, okay. we, that's the timeline we're talking about. This won't come out until Thursday, but you guys were talking Monday. So 11 hours ago, right after the tell all, right. Basically. Yeah. Right after the tell all, she night. says. She says, thanks for the love and support. I am taking time to be with my sister in Australia. And she has a picture of the ocean and it says, it's really hard not to focus on all the horrible things being said about me, but I just want to truly thank everyone who is sending me and the Snowdens love and light right now. I mean, and then she says, she replies to somebody else and says, anybody who agrees to be on TV obviously doesn't mind being on TV. 
that doesn't mean that our relationship was fake. It was very real. Relationships don't work out for many reasons. We are just not at liberty to discuss any of those reasons at this time. I can see, though, that you and others are committed to believing what you want to believe, though, is it doesn't really matter what I say. Oh, my gosh. And then she says, oh, but this, this is breaking news. She says, the breakup happened recently after filming was done. Unfortunately, it is not up to me to share what happened or if I'll get the opportunity to share what really happened. Well, you know who it's up to and you know who we really need to find and do some hashtag journalism on? Lestra. Lestra is going to tell us what is going on. Where is she? Somebody find her. That is Dimitri's mom who side-eyed all of this shit. Yeah, but I mean, she didn't even barely ever meet his three children, so she doesn't know anything. I bet she does, though. I bet Mama Donna knows. Um, Actually, you're right. Mama Donna probably knows more, but she'll protect Ashley. But Lestra, she didn't even care about protecting Dimitri. She's like, this guy's a turd. Like, I raised this, and I don't know what the hell he's doing, and everyone here sucks. I feel like, God, we just need to find her. Yeah, and I'm going to reach out to my seeking sister-wife connection, Paige's brother, and see if he knows anything, because he seems to have a little bit of an in. And also, Brandy, you know, did say that once she was able to free herself. Now, but if but if Ashley and Vanessa are saying they can't say what really happened, then Brandy's not going to be able to really talk either. They're under a contract. And maybe Brandy's not, because she's kind of a side player. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She is. I mean, we'll find out. Joint You guys... Join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group page. We are all obsessed with this. We are going to be finding out what the hell is going on. Mary Payne is in all of the polygamy groups, not because she wants to be one, not because she (laughs) wants a sister wife, because she's already my sister wife, you guys, back off, but because she is getting intel and she is a real journalist. So we are going to find out what's going on and we'll update you guys next time. The next recap we are going to do is 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, which is starting (gasps) April 28th. So Easter Sunday, we will not be watching anything new. I think that'll just be kind of a bye week on TLC. And so we won't be coming out with a recap next week. But after that, every week we'll be covering 90 Day. And when Southern Charm comes back, I think we should touch on that too. Don't you think so, Mary Payne? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, we got to talk about it and I don't, there's so much to cover and I love it all. And you know what? I know that you're not a lover of Game of Thrones, but I'm deep into that too. And David, I tell from the Jenny McCarthy show is going to recap the entire season eight with me when it's over in six episodes, you guys. So we're going to do like a bonus episode after Game of Thrones is done. And David is going to come on with me and we are going to nerd the fuck out over Game (laughs) of Thrones. So get ready for that. But Mary Payne, tell us who is coming on your podcast, Pain in the Pod, who's going to be on this week, and then who's coming on next week. Okay, so Wednesday, the 17th of April, I have Erica Kelly of Southern Fried True Crime. So I'm pumped about that. She was great. She was great. And then uh, Wednesday, the 24th, I have... um, the, the trail went cold. So that's a guy named Robin Warrior, and he, a Canadian. So, of course, he was sweet baby angel Canadian, you know, so nice to talk to. Um, and he is a writer that sort of one day decided, like, some of these, you know, things that I write about, true crime, he would, I'd like to be able to really dig deeper. So he's had his podcast for a long time, like several years, and it's really good. He has this um, signature phrase that he does because he, He's not like funny, like Karen and Georgia, my favorite murder, but he's not like so serious either. 
he's really great. He's always like, and da da da, and this happened, and then the person got on an airplane, and then the trail went cold. <laughs> <laughs> So he has like a little contest that he does with his listeners where he lets them like once a month um, record that part. It's pretty funny. And then May 1st, I have uh, Moms and Murder. So those those three are in in the can, as we say in the business. And Moms and Murder, I freaking loved those girls. Loved. They are monkeys. They they are just like us. Oh, my God. We got to do a four way. Oh yeah, they, they were they were they were hilarious. I love talking to them. Oh, amazing! All right, you guys, you follow Pain <laughs> in the Pod on all social media. You know, I have it linked up in every single show in the show notes. Just scroll down wherever you're listening to this right now, and you can find Mary Payne on social media. You can find links to Pain in the Pod. Hopefully, you've already got it in your feed because it's amazing. And Mary Payne, I love your shows. They're 30 minute shows, and she features these amazing podcasters, and we're all podcast lovers. So, you know, find new ones. Listen to yeah. a 30 minute interview with them and see if you're interested in downloading their pod. It's like it's a great way to find new content. I love it. And I love you. And you know what? You and I have steamed ourselves and ridden this train until it wrecked, was on fire and practically went over <laughs> a cliff. And there's no monkey. There's no goddess. I would have rather done it with. <laughs> I have loved every moment of it. And you are the original Bunky who convinced me to even watch Seeking Sister Wife. So for all of that, I have to say a Shay. I knew you would love it. A Shay, nook, nook. Guys, don't forget to follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. And again, join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group page. I'll be on Jenny McCarthy this Friday, 11 EST Channel 109 of Sirius XM stars. We'll be talking about The Real Housewives. And you know when 90 Day comes back, we will be talking about that too with the BFFs. And you can, of course, go over to patreon.com slash pinkshade to get even more episodes. And lastly, I just want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. We are having a ball. I hope you like these recaps with Mary Payne. I love doing them. Mary Payne, I'm glad you do too. And thank you to Dan McInerney for producing these. 